Welcome to Third Republic's Women in Tech podcast. As part of the series, we'll be interviewing community leaders, experienced professionals and influential individuals around their experiences of pursuing a career in tech, as well as addressing what businesses and communities can do to encourage more women into the technology industry and informing the community by promoting awareness and creating more opportunities. We believe that most businesses understand that having a diverse workforce and leadership team that reflects its customer base will be more successful in delivering new and innovative products and solutions. And with the help of our inspirational speakers taking part in the Women in Tech podcast, we hope to play a part in making technology a more attractive and inclusive working environment for all. In this episode, we sit down with Martina Lewinska, co-founder and CTO at Fiat Republic. Hi Martina, thank you for joining uh, me today as part of our Women in Tech podcast. To start off, could you just kind of introduce yourself? Um, I mean, you've had an incredibly successful career in tech, um, so could you just talk a bit about that and how you got into tech as well? Sure, of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, so yeah, I'm Martina. I'm the CTO of uh, Fiat Republic. So how I got into tech? Uh, well, I kind of always knew I wanted to do something with uh, with tech. Uh, you know, ever since uh, I was little, I was always fascinated, you know, by computers, how they work and, uh, you know, everything tech related pretty much. Uh, so when the time came, I decided to kind of, uh, you know, enroll into control systems and robotics course, which was slightly different for, from just computer science, because I wanted something that would allow me to actually get to know computers from both perspective, hardware and software. Uh, so I played with, uh, with microcontroller circuit boards. I programmed some robots and uh, I wrote my first computer programs in high level languages when I was at uni. So that was the beginning of my journey. Perfect. Um... Moving on, could you just, I suppose, talk in a bit more detail about your your journey today and how you how you got to where you are today? You know, as the the co-founder and CTO of your own banking as a service platform, uh, Fiat Republic. Uh, sure. So um, after uni, I started my career in data. I joined uh, bigger corporations like ABB and Hitachi. Uh, then I moved into pure software engineering role uh, while I was at GE. And uh, ultimately, I joined the platform engineering world. After I spent a few years in bigger corporations, uh, I decided to give a try to, you know, fintech world, how the startup fintech world looks like. And I quickly discovered that that's the type of environment that makes me thrive. I mean, I really, really love the scene. So I used to work at Habito and OpenPaid. Uh, Both are not only startups, they're actually fintech startups. And uh, at Fiat Republic, where we are building a compliance-first banking as a service platform specifically designed for crypto companies. And I think the idea of kind of like helping the crypto community and uh, starting my own business was was the most appealing thing to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I suppose you've kind of... um, already started answering my next question which is was which is what appealed to you about starting your own business and would you kind of say that that's the the natural next step for senior engineers to start their own company or or do you think there's kind of different paths and this was just something that that really appealed to you particularly with the with the crypto community 
I'm not sure if uh, if it's a usual uh, if that's usual for for senior engineers to actually go down that route and start their own business. Mm. Uh, but I mean, definitely that was something that I always knew I wanted to do at some point in my career. I mean, like I mentioned, I mean the most appealing thing for me is you know the fact that I get to change. Uh, you know, I I get a chance to drive the change of mm -hmm. uh, of you know how the banking looks like for crypto communities. Yeah. And also at the same time, I have an impact on how the company culture is shaped. So yeah. the ability to, to be there in, in the beginning of the project is a, you know, is a real opportunity to help with every decision that ultimately, you know, shapes the company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suppose what are some of the, the key things you've learned on your journey from developer to co-founder and CTO and, and, and obviously now owner of your own business as well? What, what are a few of the the key learning curves i suppose on you've you've had on your journey well i think if you want to start a company at some point uh you need to be ready to get out of your comfort zone and just wear a lot of different hats so there are so many different things that you need to do so just don't be afraid of anything the other thing would be uh take all the feedback you can mm -hmm. uh, as this is the quickest way to grow so improve to the point and get to the point where you want to be because there's always something you can improve and just be persistent um, because there will be a lot of times that you will fail at something and just don't give up. Keep going and at some point you will get where you want to be. But ultimately all the things that you learn along the way, this is what kind of like makes you the person that, that will be you know, uh, designing something new at your own business, at your own company. So mm -hmm. for me, for instance, like being part of you know the data world, software engineering world and everything else, this makes me realize that there are so many bits and pieces that I get to implement in, in Fiat Republic. And we're doing that from the very beginning, because mm -hmm. very often in, in many projects, you kind of like add some bits and pieces as an afterthought. For us, when we're building our tech, we kind of like think about everything from the very beginning. Would you say it's important, I suppose, you know, where you're at now and like how you've kind of come to starting your own business and and found those kind of I suppose specific interests for yourself would you say that it's important for other developers or, or as a developer to to find a, a niche and to to work towards that or would you say that keeping keeping options open is is better what's your kind of stance on that well I think if you're passionate about one specific area of tech I would say go for it um, but if you would rather spend your efforts uh, trying to get to know a broader stack, it's a good career path as well. Mm. So in the tech world, we kind of like both type of engineers. Uh, so I would say there's really no wrong answer here. Uh, yeah. And you can be equally successful choosing each path. In your experience, have you seen that developers who do have a specialty or a niche, uh, do you think they tend to get paid more or, or are better compensated for that? Or do you think and and if so why why do you think that might be i think usually people who do what they're passionate about uh, and not what the current market fed is tend to exit in the roles eventually and so they will get paid more at some point mm -hmm. uh, i mean sure there are fields that pay more than the other fields especially in the tech industry uh, and uh, you can pick the most profitable tech stock uh, that is on the market right now but if you're not passionate about it like at all it's likely you end up getting paid less than if you would wear you know to choose something that you actually wanted to do mm -hmm. i mean i got to see both types of developers when i was recruiting engineers for fiat republic and uh, both types will definitely have many opportunities because the market right now is, is crazy it's amazing for developers mm -hmm. uh, what i was honestly a bit disappointed about is still a huge lack of women on the tech scene so uh you know, to help change that, we, we actually plan to have initiatives at Fiat Republic 
like mm. organizing coping classes. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for more details. So hopefully we'll be able to now bring more women into the tech scene. Yeah, and I suppose uh, off the back of that that comment, how do you think that businesses and you know startups like yourselves and and but other also like bigger businesses can can encourage more women into tech and, and can can help improve that that diversity gap. So I guess making sure that everybody feels welcome is, is the first big thing to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Other thing would be just showing that uh, because ultimately, even when I was at the end, it was always kind of like uh, dominated by men, not necessarily women. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, you just need to show that, yeah, it's okay to, to be, you know, a girl and kind of like code and be an engineer and uh, be sure that this is safe space and uh, just take it from there. And of course, kind of like try to, you know, show that tech is for everybody and, uh, you know, organize some classes like opening classes or like uh, some other events where you can kind of like promote uh, mm. the texting to the women as well and not the other way around only. So I think that's, uh, that's the beginning. Another question off the back of that, what uh, what do you think, I suppose, are the, are the reasons that there's such a such a gap in diversity in tech and, and why there are so few women taking up careers in tech? I think it just starts kind of like when uh, when you're kind of like in high school and you're thinking what to choose. Somehow it's still kind of like everybody keeps thinking that an engineer is, is usually a man and not necessarily a woman. And yeah. when, you've got, when you have that vision in your, in your head, it kind of like ultimately end up choosing, oh, I'm going to do what everybody else is, is, is doing when they're a girl and kind of like do something which is not tech related. So I mm. think kind of like changing that vision is, is what we need to do right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Moving on slightly, what and looking to the, to the future of tech, I guess, what would you say is the most important or the most exciting, the most transformative thing kind of happening in your field at the moment? I think rise of the banking as a service as a whole, you know, aggregators as a model uh, of the future in banking and fintech. So think mm. of it uh, as Google Cloud and Amazon uh, have revolutionized the world of tech. So this is what banking as a service will be as well. I suppose you, again, you've kind of touched on it, but could you give us your predictions on some things that you foresee being big in 2022 and, and beyond that and how you think those will impact the careers of, of developers and engineers? Uh, so I think there are a few ways you can look at, the, at that question. I think uh, one is, uh, I think the remote first companies are here to stay and there will be definitely more flexibility in the work environment. Mm. And uh, the other thing uh, kind of like more uh, related to, you know, to the field is uh, rise of crypto, you know, uh, just yeah. when you look around, you can see web threes everywhere. And uh, I think it's an absolutely unique opportunity for developers to be part of that future, you know, and uh, I think it would be as revolutionary as internet was about, you know, back 30 years ago. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> my, my final question um, is what's the best piece of advice that you've received throughout your career? that you that kind of I suppose helped you get to, to where you are today and that has kind of stuck with you throughout your, your journey? Always believe in yourself. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Uh, mm. I mean I can't even count how many times I was struggling with imposter syndrome and thinking that I was not good enough to do something mm. and honestly it was holding me back from just taking the plunge and I think just just believe in yourself it's very important and keep learning because mm. the learning never stops. It's true, especially, I, I mean, we speak to quite a few people for these kind of Q&As and, and I suppose it's very true for engineers and developers, the learning never stops because the tech never stops evolving. 
yeah it's always something new every year yeah exactly so it's it's really one of those those jobs where you you want you've you've got to be keen to to learn and and passionate about it I suppose yeah exactly perfect well thank you so much for for joining me today Martina I've had a you know a great chat and some really great insights into into you as a as a person in your career and some really great advice for for listeners as well so thank you so much thanks so much for having me